Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. This is brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Three of us here for propaganda away fan edition. Well, home fans technically when it comes to Palace. Um, Dan, Michael and Moscow White as well. Daniel Chapman, uh, this is where we find out what the fans of the opposition were saying in this part of propaganda and also what else is happening in the general world of football. In other words, let's dig up some misery about some people. Try our best. We yeah. try our best. Palace were not. They, they all seemed all right, to be honest. Not... A nice day out, dancing to the drum, yeah. dressed as an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> dressed as an eagle or as an Italian hooligan. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the two options, uh, but without any other threat. Nice bunch they, of They lads. don't bring the fascism into it. No, which oh. is good. Yeah. Which I, which I do think is good. You're not a fascist, not a fan of it? The old no. fascism? No, no. Uh, off air or on air? Because you, I mean, um... your views are obviously very different when we close the mics. Oh, Horrend- horrendous. horrendous. Well, in fair, it's not a bad country to be living in if, uh, if you're... <laughs> You're a fan of it at the at the minute the way things are going, um, but yeah, they uh, they were not thrilled with the performance. It must right. be said, uh, and they were a bit concerned. Who is, the, who is this, by the way? By the start, this is back of the nest. Back of the nest. Even at Vicente, there was a moment where he was yeah. just keeping a ball, and then he just kicked yeah. it. He oh man, it, it was Dude. It, it was genuinely like the most prophetic effort I've seen in a very long time. Like my man Vicente, he on. he lagged out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and we deserve, and we deserve that goal that we conceded. Like they were on us. They wanted it more. They controlled the game. They didn't let us go through. And we had to wake up at some point. And he came to that free kick, which we were lucky to get that free kick. Um, and then nice delivery, and Edward scores the goal. If Edward, if we didn't get a free kick, Edward didn't score. I've been going into half time at one 0 I don't know if we're winning that game. It was just so right. bad. Like, that goal just gave us a bit of life. Uh, first 30 seconds of that it was going so well wasn't it <laughs> I mean they're talking about the keeper there at the mm. start and he Vicente. was he was kind of hysterical at the start of it there was on the feed we were watching there was uh, the commentator tried to excuse him at the one entirely point legitimate went, Sky Sports feed uh, and went oh well it was a difficult back pass it's like yeah but he didn't have to just pass it wide to Jackie which was, which was the option he took mm. there were many things he could have done instead mm. it was a difficult back pass I think the one I preferred is when he just let Harrison tackle him Mm. or just walk over and take the ball off his toe which um, it's funny because that shouldn't be you say oh well we can't rely on the opposition making mistakes but Mendy's done that and then he's done that and then in the under 21s the other week Stoke City's uh, karate expert in gold just let um, I think it was Matteo Joseph just Mm -hmm. kind of they were he played the ball to the right and then they were just running towards the ball together and he was like you can have it if you want actually (laughs) so it it does seem to be a thing that does keep happening. And it's just a shame. It's a shame on both of those that we didn't turn them into goals. I think we didn't quite... We weren't far off, but yeah, it needed a little bit more indecision to make them really pay for that kind of stuff. Well, they weren't convinced anyway. That game was was tough, man, to, to sit and watch. 
Leeds rang it today and essentially it was two moments of individual brilliance that got us the result. Um, the, the fullbacks were bad. Sorry, our fullbacks were bad. Midfield, poor Decore, man. He was getting overrun. So at one point, he ended up getting himself sent off. Well, he nearly, get, nearly ended up getting himself sent off. So he had to sort of pull it. He had to sort of rein it in. And then we lost a lot of energy in the midfield and a lot of the tackles of aggression. Uh, Leeds came in. They were putting, they were putting the little uh, slide digs on players, little kicks on players. Um, but at the end of the day, man, the individual brilliance wins us games. So I'm relieved we took the three points because I think it was essential. We got, I, I, we couldn't have walked away with a one with a one all draw today. We had to get the three points. But if we're being brutally honest, man, we didn't we didn't really turn it on today, man. We weren't really dramatically convincing. It wasn't a convincing win. Knock out indicator. <laughs> indicator on there. <laughs> yeah, if he's not turning, turn it off. Or unless he's had to pull over to the side of the road. But listen to them. Are you sure just, it wasn't just, four ways? They're just like us, aren't they? Or it's like four well, ways. It was great. It was great that they won, they were saying but it wasn't convincing. They're not really happy. They kind of got away with it a little bit. Nobody's happy in this division, are they? Yeah. From, if you're a Man City fan and you're watching the Harlem Globetrotters every week, fine. Everyone else is miserable. You did watch the first half of that game and it was hard not to conclude that it was a big Conor Gallagher-shaped hole in it because yeah, yeah, yeah. in the opening stages we were just overrunning them and Decore could have gone off and then it would have left them with no central midfielders, essentially. I don't I don't really know where Elise was playing, but it didn't seem to work for him in the first half. He was he was just completely out of it, as was Eze. So, yeah. But they, they moved him and it worked, and I don't well, like they, that. Then they put Ayu like, into midfield, didn't they? Which is mm. weird, because he's not a midfielder. Basically, because they couldn't get through our press with their defenders trying to pass short, they put players further back who were good at passing, and that helped them get forward by jibbing over the top and keeping the ball. So, instead of trying to go forward all the time, their defenders were kind of uh, stepping off us and, and passing backwards and then they would give the ball to one of their good players like Ezzy or I would drop deep and then they get possession so far. I mean, the thing that I'd sort of Matt is a draw would probably have been fine. When you look at the statistics through it all, we had, they did 11 crosses, we did nine, blah, blah, where are we? What am I looking at? Throw-ins, 29, 32. That's, that's, the, that's the stats I always look at. Uh, we had, they had five shots on target, we had four uh, they made three saves. We made three saves. Um, they had 13 shots overall. We had 10. Um, game of two halves and all that. We did a good first half. They did a better second half. Jumpers for goalposts as well. But they weren't. That's what I'm saying. And then expected goals is what I guess sums all this up. It was 0.9 versus 0.9. So a 1-1 draw is what that game should have been. And um, so that's Liam Cooper's fault exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, praise for a different defender though. I will say, watching the game, Christensen did a job on him today. That Leeds player he's who came from Red, he played really well. And I did notice that Vera spoke to him, him being Zaha, and that Zaha got more to the game. So they spotted it. Our star boy, our new Danish star boy. Yep. He was good. We didn't we did barely talked about him, did we, in the in the in the Leeds fans bit? There, there is nothing good. He gets hero nominations as well, we'll say for um when we get to, when we get he's, to he's already been picked as, as man of the match as we found out in the mm. first half of propaganda. To heroes and villains. But yeah, he was he was just much better. I don't know why exactly. Maybe he just had something more to focus on. Well, didn't um, Marsh say that for Denmark he'd kept Mbappe quiet? Mm. So maybe it's just a question if, I mean, you know, you're not allowed to take any of these things into consideration, but moved house, new country, new Premier League, new level, different training, different food, all the kind of stuff that kind of shakes up your world across a, a summer. And then there's only been eight league games to try and settle down and get used to what's going on. And we dragged him to Australia for the, you know, three weeks of 
pre-season. So playing a mud patch. Yeah, exactly. So it's all. I mean, maybe maybe there's a question about whether we should have gone there for pre-season and whether that helped get everything USA, ready. USA, USA, and we went there without um, Wonder Boy Marriage as well. So there's kind of preparation coming into all this. You're fantasizing about them being dressed as like Batman and Robin, aren't you, Jesse and? Uh, and I Marich. wasn't, but now you've mentioned it. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I planted that image in your head. But so maybe, and I'm talking about the '60s version, by the way, of the only version. Maybe yeah. Rasmus though just needs a bit of time. Like, and same with Sinistera, Aronson, Adams. There's five on most days. There's five new outfield players out there who were all new to the division, as as well as they're all new to the country as well, aren't they? So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot going on. In, do you know what I did like? I liked it when he, when he did go full Pontus because parallels were drawn between him and Pontus, weren't they, when he signed? And we've yet to see it. But when he did that brilliant block mm. uh, and then celebrated it mm. like he just scored a, a match-winning goal. Do you think that's what inspired Liam Cooper to go diving it as he? Oh, that looked really cool. I think I'll do that now. <laughs> they, they like him for that. I'll yeah. try it. Liam Cooper, <laughs> he was. Liam Cooper didn't celebrate it, did he? Well, he had nothing to celebrate. <laughs> I think he punched the ground, didn't he? It would have been the right thing. If Ezzy had shot first time, it would have. he would have we'd have been praising him for that. But, oh, wow, he's, you know, him and Christensen pulling off those incredible body-on-the-line last-ditch match-saving tackles. And equally, if, um, was it Ayu that Christensen blocked? I can't remember who had the shot, but if they dropped a shoulder and gone round him, he would have looked stupid. So it's kind of... Um, it's hard to defend, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really hard job again. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we, and we want you to be perfect. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, and that's the thing with Cooper, has had a lot of criticism after this game, but... Um, other than other than the two things that gave away goals that lost the match, <laughs> I don't know. If he was really terrible, was he? He was fine for most of it. We and the were... thing is, the, the free kick he gives away. You can we do have the option to just defend that free kick. Well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who was at fault for whose man it was. It was between. I think Cock was in front of him and Christensen behind, and he went in between the two. So Christensen, fucking rubbish. useless, yeah. bloody useless. <laughs> but uh, it's good if he can get some. Uh, um, momentum and put some more good performances in that's only to the good isn't it and it's good that you got notice and Zahar is not an easy player to play against because even if he's not beating you for skills he's beating you for being a little whinging bastard and <laughs> he managed to and that stayed with the fact that he didn't give Saha a tremendous amount to whinge about was also mm. quite clever mm. so he there was no room to whinge well. was there no he still managed it was a whinge free space you know, I noticed he, he seemed really to be playing a lot narrower in the second half did Zaha it? no um, Christensen he was, I, he was always I, was it not that Zaha just started standing off him and yeah, going right yeah. out to the touchline yeah I, I suppose it's just the way we set up isn't it that we that's yeah, the, maybe where he always stands it was noticeable from the second minute of the first half uh, second half Palace played a big diagonal out and suddenly it was the first time Zaha was running at Christensen from distance as Wolves winger was on the opening day um, I think that had been the change there that gave it actually gave Christensen more to deal with and he did well against him. He had more work to do in the second half. But yeah, Zaha was dropping off to take more of a run at him, whereas I um, don't know what was up with him in the first half, but um, Christensen had him under his thumb. Let's have some Yankee love then from back of the nest. Leeds are on a poor run, but these were a decent side. They are Aronson, by the way, I'm going to shout him out. Yeah, Aronson, a very good player. Tyler Adams. Say what now? Yeah, I lost the track of the middle of that. There are Americans on the podcast, basically, who I think have previously been... Were they just being American there? I think they've... <laughs> I guess so. I think they've previously tried to talk up the, the American right. players, and then they were like, yeah, 
fucking are good, aren't they? It, it felt I like there was, some, there was some virtual chest bumping yeah. going on there and yeah. all that kind of jazz. I think they were, yeah. just, they were pleased to see their, their boys acknowledged. <laughs> take take the form of failing to beat Crystal Palace into that World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to um, Tristan 03. Haven't seen the first two Tristans. Are they any good? I'm not, I'm not sure. But we're this, Tristan, you. this Tristan seems like a nice lad. Does it remind me of um, Jaws? Have you seen Jaws 3? That was no. on, That was on the telly late last night. Um, it's the old. It's when there was a fad for 3D movies back in the day. This one's got Dennis Quaid in it, and there's loads of supposedly scary um, shark footage of like you know a shark lunging out your telly. Did you, did you, you know, watch it in 3D? Uh, I did. Well, well, it looked like I think it was 2D. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Me and my telly in the yep. room, but it was very much a 3D room. Okay, good. Uh, so to Tristan, then um, I did look up the plot of Ghost Shark relevant to our mm. earlier correspondent. That sounds like a movie, not a good one. Um, according to the reviews, but um, uh, it is a uh, um, a man and after a, a great white shark eats the potential catch of a sport fisherman, the man and his daughter violently retaliate by sadistically torturing and killing the shark. The shark's corpse then sinks to the bottom of an underwater cave and is subsequently resurrected as a ghost shark due to the cave's mysterious paranormal properties. The title. And it is now hungry for revenge. So, on Paul Tierney. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a... Uh, it has um, a new spectral form that allows it to just emerge out of even the smallest amount of water. So it emerges from a swimming pool, a bathtub, a bucket, a metal pipe, and even a drinking cup, killing many people in unexpected locations. So that sounds a bit implausible. Even but... that little that glass of uh, Ribena that you've got there, a ghost shark could emerge from it at any moment and just kill us all. I mean, that would possibly bring better entertainment than we had for the last hour of the, of the Leeds game at the weekend. I thought you were talking about this podcast. I was, well, I was going to say there may be some people who want to see that happen. I don't know. Mm. What a hell of a way to go out, though. Let's go back. Let's go to Tristan 03, then. Have we, uh, have we got some background on Tristan? He's just a lad who goes to football with his dad. Has he ever fought a shark? I don't, he's not mentioned it. <laughs> Eagle fan versus Eagles versus Sharks. Nobody has a shark in uh, the Eagle. Premier League, do they? There's got to be one in MLS. There would have been one of those kind of really um, B-list or well, movies Phil- of... Philadelphia Union, isn't there? We're back to uh, oh, old, um, yeah, walking snake. Of course, snakes aren't sharks, are they? Nope. They're different animals. Different animals, completely different. Yeah, but I was going to say there was that phase of in the wake of um, Sharknado of loads of like B sort of B movies, wasn't there? Mm. Of, of uh, sharks and eagles and all that sort of is stuff. It, is the Sheffield Sharks still a thing? Were they a basketball team? Uh, it sounds like hockey to me. Ice hockey. Steelers, Sharks. We'll Google it. Well, let's listen to Tristan Tristan and his dad then anyway. Half time. We're never going to get to Tristan. We'll have a Google of it. Very poor from us. We had about a five, seven minute spell. Apart from that, it's been pretty short even towards the end of the second half. Leeds were by far the better team in the first 20 minutes, but simply not good enough. That's no, rubbish. I mean, they, 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 Leeds just come at us and we were, we couldn't pass. We weren't running. We had no passion. There was no fight. There was nothing. We, we, we were one nil down and I thought Leeds should have been two, three nil up and uh, we were absolutely awful we've had one chance the whole half and that was uh, the goal and that's it how we've gone in at 1-1 I don't know from taking your chances Tristan and your mm. dad that's how mm. what we're hearing there and it kind of hurts to hear it is that we had uh, Palace weren't in good form coming into this and that's why we should have just been them it would have made life a lot easier I think I've mainly enjoyed listening to the Palace fans because they're a bit miserable <laughs> And I feel like it's uh, but everyone com- is like, comforting to me. But you could you could look at that league table and pick any team out of that bottom half and go say I bet they're not having a nice time. Mm. Like I wonder at what point Forest flip over into hating the Premier League. So this is a couple of times like to people this season already. The point at which you realise it's just it's just a doomed adventure. Mm. Well, they're on the verge of uh, sacking their good sporting director, aren't they? Because they've got about six of them already. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's is been... this a different one to the one that's just come in? 
Uh, well, the, there's one of them who was there last season who helped him get up is suing the club for not increasing his wages. And so there was going to be uh, him and like anybody who liked him were all about to be sacked. But then it sounds like The Athletic uh, got in touch and were like, oh, we're doing a story about this. And then suddenly he got a new contract. Right. Um, so, and it seems like similar stuff with Steve Cooper. Where it's like, this guy's got to go. And I was like, oh, you're going to... But they're very... Uh, the owner's son is running the club to a great extent via Twitter. Like he's really taking that. And that's why he... Adam uh, Forshaw. He broke the <laughs> uh, Lingard signing. He he announced it before the club did having his photo taken. Right, yeah, yeah. The, the whole club, I know, you know, the excitement of the Premier League and the excitement of all the players, but it does sound like it's waiting to go quite badly and hilariously wrong. So there's one reason why we're not going to get relegated. Yeah, I mean, I have I've said before the other week, I am already contemplating who we could maybe pick up in their relegation fire sale. Lingard? No. He's only on a one-year deal anyway, isn't he? He'll waltz back off to Instagram, won't he? He's on loan from Instagram at the minute. I mean, they have, they've got about seven left-backs, so there's an opportunity well, for us. That's why we couldn't sign him, because he all went there. Well, that Renan Lodi, hopefully he's come in, he's had a taste of the Premier League, he goes, I like it here, but I want to play for somebody better than these chumps. Mm. Let's go to Leeds. Morgan Gibbs-White, we quite fancied him. Lewis O'Brien, obviously, uh, the great lost midfielder who would change all our fortunes. Um, what's Nico Williams? Uh, is he a left back? Right back. Maybe. Does he play in the right? Full, yeah. They I got Toffolo off of Huddersfield, didn't they? Serge Aurier, Willie Bowley. No is... need for all of them. No, yeah. too many players. Yeah. Um, let's hear from Tristan at Sheffield, full time. It's Sheffield Chalks, by the way. They are the basketball team. Basketball. Now yeah. the B Braun Sheffield Chalks. Okay. There's no Sharks in Sheffield. Stupid name from. No. Not uh, like the Rhinos in Leeds. It's the Sheffield Steelers we're thinking of, isn't it? Have you fully explored the River Don to its <laughs> maximum extent? You don't know. You don't know. You're, you're making these. Wild statement. Nothing to back them up. Let's hear from Tristan at full time then. Well, overall, it wasn't a great performance. The first 20 minutes, we should have been 3 or down. We could have been 3 or down. We were really poor. The tension was rising. The wheels were about to come off. Then 15 minutes, we responded. Got that equaliser. I love the header from Edward and that. I haven't really seen the highlights, by the way. So it's just from what I've seen within the stands and that of the game. And then second half started slow, grew into the game a bit. And he has a winner. What more can you ask for? Do you know what I mean? It'd be nice if we did one. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'd ask. That wheels were about to come off, but it's annoying, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not confident. Two nil would have probably finished them off. Although, mind you, I think we said that the Southampton game, didn't we? I suppose this is where you start uh, smacking mush again because after 15 minutes of sort of Palace getting back into it, but with them not scoring, because it took them a long time to actually get that winning goal. It was was Mm. the 80th minute. Only about ten minutes left when, yeah, they, when they finally scored. Towards the end, so there was plenty of time to put them back in the box if we'd just done some tactical stuff that I can't think of. Mm. <laughs> I think if they'd done that, then yeah. it would have been fine. And Marit- have... Do you know it was Marich's fault? What? Well, you know, and I suppose yeah, you've got a um... stupid idiot with his lack of life experience. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking that, like <laughs> putting him up against Patrick Vieira, and Vieira has got the the advantage of experience, but uh, there must have been something we could have do to. To, do did <laughs> something we could have d- 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 done something to, we could have um, yes. to put Palace back in their their unconfident we're rubbish mode that they started the game in. I mean, you saw the way they were pinging the ball at the goalkeeper and the way the goalkeeper was giving the ball to Jackie Harrison and the way that they couldn't get through our our press. But then there's um, I know we're just banging on about Leeds again, but I suppose that's why we're here. <laughs> Fitness. Why aren't we? Because uh, who was it? One of um, Crystal Palace's loser players said this after the game where he's like, oh, they, uh, uh, where are they? Run around a lot of while. I've got it right in front of me. So it's, um, 
I say right in front of me. Good audio, this. Moderately. Well, you'll edit it. I won't. Uh, Leicester City versus Palace this this weekend, by the way. So imagine if they if they draw that or lose that, they're going to be miserable again, aren't they? I mean, they didn't seem they didn't sound happy after this one, did they? Anyway, so I don't think it matters who said it. Must go. Just make up a Christmas. <laughs> it was Doogie Freeman said it. It might have been. Uh, it was Jeff Thomas, wasn't it? It was. It was Patrick Vieira, in fact. So he would. He's the prime candidate for saying these things. Obviously, Leeds dropped a little bit physically, and that allowed us to play more directly. And it's funny, why did we drop physically in the second half? We're supposed to be fit, we're supposed to be strong, we're supposed to be, you know, 100 minutes of all action in there. Dropping physically and not pressing, because that was one of the things in the second half, is that we weren't winning any um, high turnovers. And once we stop doing that, there's not a lot else to rely on. So what's going on with us not being fit to the end of a game. Have you ever experienced tiredness, Moscow? Yeah, but they shouldn't be tired. Okay. <laughs> Why are they tired? It's because Jesse's taking them out for pizzas rather than making them do... They do get a lot of day off. I suppose we have had a month off. I so, suppose, but, so train yeah. harder. <laughs> Burn these players out. Now let's move on. I've had enough of Palace. We've talked enough about them. It was a shit day in the end. <laughs> so let's forget it. Let's just... Let's pretend that that first 25 minutes is all that happened. Everything's fine. Okay. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's go on to the uh, the wider world of propaganda. And who else has been saying shit? Well, a bit of podcast competition for us. Oh, coming uh, soon. Don't have know if you you've seen this, Moscow? Have you heard about this? No. So there are other podcasts in the market. You can. Yeah, well, since Jake Humphrey invented them, mm. there's loads of them now. So, the whole thing snowballed, does it? But from... this is but this is another one coming soon. Yeah, a familiar voice to you, Moscow. I mean, I've done quite a few podcasts, mm. David, uh, since I've retired. But when I started talking to you, I thought. We ought to do this more often, you know, really, because there's so many things weekly. Things change weekly. And, you Absolutely. Know, and, uh, oh, if yeah. two million people want to see me keeping the ball up, I can do a lot more. In, <laughs> I can give them a lot more, you know. There's a lot a lot more to come come from this. Uh, there's a, there's so, a lot more we can cram into half an hour's worth of chat, isn't there? I mean, and I, I think I think you've, as ever, being the, being the boss, I think you've masterminded that. I, I think a podcast sounds like a good idea. I mean, the other thing that you need for a podcast, of course, is a good title. Is there any, any titles that jump to mind for you? What what people have said when I've gone past them is, you've got to die for three points. <laughs> so, 
So I think we better, I think we better, if we were doing it, I think we better call it that, don't you? That to me sums everything up with regards to what we've spoken about, what your career was about as a player and a manager and just how much you cared about it. Neil, that for me is a deal. Die for three points, done and dusted. Let's get cracking. What do you think? I think it'd be a good idea, Dave. Yeah, I've enjoyed (laughs) doing it and I'm sure... Uh, people mm. will enjoy listening and uh, it's another one that retirement I can enjoy it the Dave there is that David Prutton it was David Prutton former Leeds legend oh Dave why is he mixing himself up with this <sighs> I know it sounded I was thinking I didn't realise it was him I was listening to that I was thinking who is this arse kisser infernal Dave yeah. <laughs> well just kissing what, oh well, Neil I, I, well, did what, you, a, what did a clever you find, man you are did you find it particularly demoralising when he burst into laughter there because it's like it didn't warrant that sort of level of mm. <laughs> yes, somebody's. Uh, That's what I normally do when you're making jokes in here. Mike. I wish somebody would employ him again, give him a job because <laughs> since he has. That's Neil Warnock, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know. Since he has retired and sort of been made self-aware, and now he's just going around just doing his catchphrases. Is he, and based, stuff is, and, he is he like is he like Skynet in the Terminator movies? Is this the end of humanity now when Warnock becomes self-aware? Well, I'm sure. I mean, it used to be that he thought Twitter was just the place where people upset his daughter by photoshopping. Um, pornography onto uh, screens that he was looking at at Thorpe Arch and was like oh she she had to go to school and they, they were making right fun of her and so that was his kind of thing like Twitter is terrible and, and football fans on it are all uh, oh they're all you know if that's what you're doing for uh, for fun you need to take a, a look at yourselves which maybe I was one but now he's he's kind of come back around and like, oh no, they love me on there. Oh, they think I'm great on there. Like, oh, two million people watching me just kicking a football in here. Hey, hey, hey. Well, that's what they want. Uh, <laughs> uh, they want me to do the, uh, they want me to do the, you, oh, you've got to die for three points. And it's like, he didn't I bet say, he spells podcast as two words. He didn't say that as a joke when he was telling Sheffield United players that in the dressing room, but now he's coming back with his whole career. He's like, oh, you've been laughing at me all Oh, I didn't realise it. I didn't realise you thought it was funny. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you've done that chuckly voice, Moscow, because there's a bit of Warnock from last week on Talksport that I've put in now, which is him talking about picking Danny Butterfield up front for Palace because Sha- um, Shannon Sharon, that's his wife. <laughs> you, I know where you've got that from. Had a dream, um, but his his chuckling style on this is tremendous. I signed quite a few players on what Sharon said at all, really. <laughs> really? Of course I did. I, you, you know what women are like? You get that intuition, don't you? When I've had them in my house or whatever, you're talking to them and they've left and she said, don't quite fancy that one, you know. And, really? Uh, oh, yeah. You've, that's why I've been successful. So little, little, little do these players know, Neil, they thought they were being interviewed by you, but it was actually your wife. Correct, yeah. I mean, I mean, Danny Butterfield... Uh, I have got an inkling. We weren't very good at that time up front. And I'd, I had seen him in these games. And he, he were a decent finisher. And we were struggling injury-wise. But, uh, you know, it was just yeah, a matter yeah. of putting him... I, I think Darren said it was a it was an hat-trick in about 12, 13 minutes. Oh, God, it's... <laughs> it's excruciating, isn't it? Nobody used to know any of that stuff as well. People like, oh, indulging was- him. We had, we had to go for a few. Yeah, we had a game at Rotherham. 2-0 down at half-time. We had to bring him on. I liked the bit when he said, because I, I misinterpreted what he said at first, but he said, you know what women are like with their interests. He says, it's like when, you, when I've had him in the house. <laughs> as if I mean, like, when I've let, but he meant his players, not right, yeah, yeah, yeah. for Sharon. Just as a bunch of women to, in the to house. To look at. But it's yeah. like, when I've had women in the house, which I do. You know what, women, you know what women are like. With their intuition. Yeah. Oh, dear. There you go. Neil Warnock, former Leeds United manager. There we go. Mm. That was a happy time, wasn't it? I mean, if we think we're miserable now, being in this bloody god-awful Premier League malarkey, that was fucking horrible. <laughs> well, I went next I went searching for some misery 
um, amongst Liverpool fans. Yeah. But they're in a strangely protective phase because they're still they're kind of acknowledging what Klopp has done. Yeah. They were frustrated about certain things, but it's not turned into full sort of. There's, scum. No, re- there's no rebellion yet. It's not like yeah, it's not like it's scum where they've been unhappy for years and they're all they all want to have a, a player thrown out of the club just to make a point and stuff. It's so, it's so juvenile, but I, do, I mean, I like the idea of all other all other football fans being unhappy. Yeah. Liverpool, right in that bracket. But I have, for doing propaganda, I've got a little bookmarks list of things I've used in yeah. the past. I went into my Liverpool folder, opened it up, came across LFC Sonny. If you remember him, he was I can't remember, he was the Liverpool addiction. I think was the name of his his channel. But he well, was well in this clip, he actually explains what he said back when you first discovered him, wasn't it? Around the the Strout, yeah, um, Harvey Elliott thing, yeah. So have a listen to him him talking about this. He's done. He's basically done a comeback video. He's not done anything for about a year. And he's come back to explain why he's not done anything, what he's going to be doing in the future. Oh, I'm, glad he, I'm glad he's done that. Yeah. So this is him talking about what he was initially made famous for. Yeah, the, the most famous clip was the Leeds incident. It was on Instagram um, where it got main, like where it kind of mainly blew up because 60,000 likes on Instagram is unreal. Like that is, that's unreal. I don't know how, I, it got, no, it got 60K likes because it went on a really big page. And that Leeds... That Leeds United clip of me, what was I saying? I think I said it was a, it was a Strout. It was the Patrick Strout tackle on Harvey Elliott. I was like, <laughs> it should be illegal. And I compared it to a baby getting drop kicked in Asda. I think I said that. I think I said that. That was that was outrageous, but it was in the moment. And looking back at it now, do I regret saying it? No. I, I've lost nothing from saying that. Like, no Leeds United fan has injured, touched me, or said any... Well, said plenty, but done nothing. So I don't actually care. <laughs> don't care. No consequences to saying any old shit on the internet. This, well, is, this is sort of a programming, and I know after I was stumbling around trying to find out what Patrick Vieira said, um, this will sound hypocritical, but he could have looked up what he said before starting that. <laughs> if he's going to do a big piece on his channel about what he said previously and why things have changed, look it up. I mean, when it comes to doing research, Moscow, I do feel a little bit, you know, throwing stones in glass I know, houses. And I know, and I said that. No, you, you, you preface it, but when he's just got, I think I said, I think, I think the whole reason I went to jail was because I, I, oh, what was it? What was it? Now I, I think I robbed a bank. Maybe, maybe I, oh, had I, or was it assault? I can't quite remember. <laughs> you look it up. You'll hear from Sonny over the next clips, and there's some of him in Propaganda Extra as well. Because oh, great! It's a half-hour stream of it. How does and he? It's, it's some of the most remarkable viewing I've ever, I've ever had. But he does also say he's doing a live stream because he can't be bothered editing the video. <laughs> It's one of the it's one of the reasons he's done Dear this. Dear God, that fills me with dread. Um, so this is the next clip. So he's he's sort of acknowledging what he did in the past. Yeah, is even he, if he can't remember what it was, he doesn't regret it. But maybe he's you know maybe he's learned from it. It's like a, like a almost like a self counseling session, this, mm. isn't it? And if you did enjoy, it, if you did enjoy it, please like uh, don't forget to like. I don't really know guys. how you would enjoy it. I thought I was a complete prick, like how I used to be. But don't get me wrong, my opinions haven't changed. But the way I came out and said my opinions, of course, the great thing was I said it with chest. But like, it was a bit, you know, it was a bit, I came across it in a in a bit of a cringy way. And I, I, I will happily admit that I came across in a very cringy way. Like, if I was watching myself, if I went back and I have done this, if I went back and I watched my videos and streams that I made, I don't know, like back in September, October, whenever it was, I just look at it and I just sit there and I go, shut the fuck up. Honestly, I would just tell myself to shut the fuck up because it annoys me so much how I came across in all those videos. And I'm not saying that I didn't mean to come across that way. That's the annoying thing. I meant to come across that way, but that's really bugged me. What is, what is he trying to say? Because I haven't changed. I'm just 
I'm still a prick. He came across as a prick, but, and he, he meant to come across as a prick, and he is still kind of like that. But and they were he, the, his opinions. But he's saying it differently now. So, but is he saying he's just been a bit more snidey now? Is that what the? <laughs> I don't. I I concluded through this that he's basically one of the worst human beings um, <laughs> you've ever you've ever come across. <laughs> it made me fear for the. I started off looking for a bit of fun, and I started. And I ended up kind of fearing for a whole generation of, of young people thinking, is this what people are like now? Yeah, I'm looking through his uh, his Twitter. He, he mentions a few old things. One, he says, this was the peak. He's retweeted a video of himself talking to Terry Flewers. And he says, this was the peak. I was wrong on the day, but almost everything I said came back right. Um, and then his other bit of uh, sort of self-reassessment is got a fault with him just with and he's referring to his haircut. He says, I used to walk around with that on my head. I got bad friends, man. <laughs> so that, I don't know if that's as far as the self-reflection has gone. If this is the thing, it's like, I'm really sorry that I had that haircut for all that time. It's, but, it's almost like you've woken up with like with the beer fear, isn't it, this one? Like where mm-hmm. you've got, oh God, what did I say last night? What did well, I do? anyway, he's, he's maybe acknowledged that things weren't perfect in the past, yeah. but he's back now. So presumably he's coming back with some... A fresh perspective. Well, it already sounds like it already sounds like he's learned, he's evolved, some new ideas. But yeah, this is the kind of stuff he's he's, he's doing now. In terms of what I'm going to be doing now, because I do want to get back into YouTube, um, I have been like seeing loads of shit. I'm sure you all know Andrew Tate now. Andrew Tate has inspired me to like to like you know kind of get in on like the internet again because there's a lot of money in the internet. And I'm not saying that I'd always do this for money, but I'm not even going to sit and say that I wouldn't because money's money, isn't it? And I want to I wanna make money. I think that's that's self-explanatory. If I, if I sit and say I, I'd do this for money, I don't think anyone would hate me for it, like as long as I'm not being a to people for money. But then again, I would be a people for money. So it is a bit <laughs> hypocritical, but still, look, I think well, the way the future's going, a lot of it is going to be online. Jesus Christ. The way the future's going, I think, yeah, he's, 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 he's onto something there. Andrew he's, Tate, he's sh- spotted the trend earlier there. Andrew Tate, by the way, is basically a dreadful twat, isn't he? Yes. Like, like, yeah. is, is it the really misogynistic stuff that he got? Yeah, yeah. He's, he sort of said, like, a, a, when a woman marries a husband, she becomes his property and stuff like that. And yeah. weird internet people like Sonny like it. Because yeah. he, he he puts a front of being... I, I was, he's got a Bugatti, hasn't he? I was going to say, I was really completely unaware of this man until you mentioned him a couple of months ago, Moscow, and I made the mistake of looking him up and I just thought, there's, there's for nothing, fuck's sake. Nothing good there. I think it's worth pointing out as well, that, uh, in the midst of all this, Sonny with his kind of his, his State of the Nation address, it's half an hour, um, is that one, and then all the all the things he's talking about that he did in the past, and none of his videos have ever had more than 500 no. views at any point. The one he's talking about, the Leeds, uh, Liverpool one, is the best, well, the most viewed, and just about broke 500. So, it's important to stress as he looks back and reevaluates everything that he's been doing and whether he, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's going to do more successful stuff now because he's been inspired and for money. He, he just wants to do some stuff that makes money. Yeah. What so misogyny? I well, mean it does make money. Well, tune into Propaganda Extra and you'll hear some more of his ideas. <laughs> Are we oh. trying to make money off of the the, the potential <laughs> promise that there might be some misogyny to listen to? Uh, there's, there's this so is w- never, never the way I thought we'd be selling our subscriptions. <laughs> I've got to be there's, there's so much to listen honest. to. He's an absolute... If there's a, I think there's potential that he's a character and he's not real because he's, he's such a complete dickhead. It's hard to quite... But it, if, he manages to fit so much into half an hour. It's it's exquisite if somebody is being a character on YouTube and nobody's watching them though do they make a sound 
Do, do, do they make a Bugatti's worth of uh, of cash? Because mm. re- money's money. He's money re-bra- is money. He's rebranded now, though, hasn't he? Yes, he's now for, for his, uh, new, his new controversial internet persona. Just think, like, basically, being a dreadful twat and holding shit opinions in exchange for money is what that um, Chelsea simpleton Rory does, isn't it? That's basically what yeah. he does. Yeah. So you said there's a clip been doing the rounds loads this last couple of weeks where he's talking down Harlan, and you think you don't believe what you're saying. You just you're mm. just being the the jester. Mm. Well, that's I mean, Sonny is probably the the poster boy for the failure of that because he's right that that clip of him going mad about Strouk went viral but it made absolutely no impact to anybody watching anything that he's ever done before or since. Yeah. So there's a lot, but I mean, it will have helped Twitter's share price for a while. So it probably meant Elon Musk has to pay a bit more to buy that. I bet, so he, that's, loves, I bet that's he loves Elon Musk. Only result. Well, <laughs> money's money. Entrepreneur, isn't it? Money's yeah. money. Uh, he's rebranded though, hasn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so Sonny FFS is what he now goes as. Which for, for anybody who doesn't know, internet slang FFS is for flip's sake. That's the one. Isn't it? That's the one. So so that, 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 I mean, that speaks to his new controversial um, persona, yeah. anyway. Yeah, he's going to hold some. He's going to hold some. Uh, some right out there opinions. Some, some real hot takes. Which brings it, Which brings us on to. Well, also while searching YouTube, I do this now and then. Can we just have Steve Nichol? <laughs> <laughs> do you want some Ken Bates? Oh, yeah, to that's, finish on. yeah, that's good. Yeah, from misogyny to racist. <laughs> <laughs> Can we leave that in? Um, I think he said some questionable stuff about... He certainly employed a racist. Yeah. That is proven. Uh, some esta- he said some uh, very controversial things about the Chinese Olympic team. He did so. try to subjugate a Caribbean island as well. So, yeah, so as There are things seeming caught. I mean, I mean is he... Is and he, he also took his Oldham team to um, Rhodesia as well, didn't he? Yeah. Which, so. which was under sanctions yeah, for, for being, for being a, a racist an state. An illegal racist state. So, so yes. So in your opinion, Moscow, not the opinion of this show... But yours, Daniel Chapman. I feel bad now. We're probably tarring um, these people, these good people with a new business venture with that brush and they don't deserve it. I was going to say, we've, we've kind of completely undermined the point of this clip. Here it is. Whether you're a beginner, a collector, or all-out rocker, Ken Bates Guitar Bazaar has something new waiting for you. Located in the Chisholm Mall, right next to Coach's Corner, Ken Bates Guitar Bazaar is the coolest thing to hit Duncan since Wild Willie himself. From new and used instruments, amps and accessories, to private lessons, and even a recording studio, the Guitar Bazaar has you covered. So come by, spend time at Ken Bates Guitar Bazaar, 2126 North Highway 81 in Duncan. Oh, tell them the Willie sent you. I really like that, but... Yeah. Who's Willie? Wild, it was Wild Willie, wasn't it? Wild Willie. Was that Wild Willie, not Ken Bates? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is I actually. I mean, there's an oxymoron if you heard one. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, uh, uh, it sounds very different from Ken Bates, as I remember him, but maybe this is, he's had to get Wild Willie into mm. to well, front it. And what's it, good is that they're definitely not racist. Well, as far as we know, they're not racist. Seems like a, a great a great bunch of guitar playing lads. It, mm. the um, How much better the Bates era would have been if it had been fronted by Wild Willie. Mm. Imagine Tom Kerwin on Yorkshire Radio going, well, Mr. Chairman, uh, another defeat at the weekend. Uh, how do you think? Well, in a one-third one <laughs> full Ellen Road. And they could have, yeah. oh, they could have played his babbling, pause-ridden answers under a, over a bed of guitar music. Yeah. I can't believe Simon Grayson wants to sign more defenders. I backed that guy to the hilt. <laughs> That would have been great. Would, it, would it, though? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it anyway. Get Darren O'Day out the team, Simon. <laughs> well, there you go. That's uh, that's propaganda 
wrapped up then for uh, I don't for really know week. what's happening anymore I've just realised that next week it's Arsenal and that's uh, that's a behemoth isn't it yeah but look look at it this way we beat Chelsea if we can beat Arsenal going from <laughs> yes. going from how excited and happy they've been up to now we could mm. be the ones to flip them right back to Mikel Arteta being a war criminal that is true that, that, and that, is, that was their opinion again that was, that those is, are their views yes as we're expect- because, and we'll probably, you know, he lost a game, therefore he was a war criminal. Then he won a game, therefore he was a, a god amongst men. That's the, the Arsenal world. So it's really, it just needs us to injure Gabriel Jesus and win 2-0. And that would be the... Mm. Right, uh, over to Propaganda Extra then where we'll bring you some more. Sonny, FFS, I cannot, cannot wait, Mike. We are going to do some Leeds United stuff as well, aren't we? We're not just doing this yeah, fucking well, Liverpool no mark that absolutely <laughs> nobody cares about and has never had a bigger audience than he's about to. Uh, we're going to do some talky bits as well. What's the, what's the question over on there we're going to discuss? We're going to be talking about pessimism towards Marsh and um, also labelling some of our good players as Championship League One versions of. Okay, right. We'll speak to you over on Propaganda Extra then, that one for uh, for members. In the meantime... Back with a weekly show as well. That's coming later in the week. Phil Hayes show on Friday. And we spin around to another weekend of action. Premier League, hot Premier League action. Looking forward to it. Very much so. Very much so. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.